Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Mostly Superheroes. I'm your host, Logan, and this is episode 11. Yeah, episode 11. Just thinking it through. We, yeah, we just came off of episode 10. So uh, I hope you've listened to that one. Um, if you have, welcome back to the show. Uh, episode 10 was, was a great episode. Uh, Mike and Andy were in, and we uh, we did a... Uh, a lot. We talked about DC fandom. We talked about some news. We went through some MCU stuff. A lot of DC stuff. DC heavy, if you're a DC fan out there. Um, and the highlight of the episode was breaking down um, Batman 1989, which today I'm very excited to say, you know, from our, he was the, he was the, uh, the whole subject, you know, matter of our last episode. And I just thought it'd be nice to have him sit down with me today for our topic of the day, which is The Boys on Amazon Prime, Season 2, Episode 5, is what we're talking about today. Um, And with me is Batman, Michael Keaton. Thanks for coming in, Batman. Um, If you are listening on the podcast, uh, I'm sorry, but Batman's just not really able to speak, really, um, being... You know, in his state right now. But if you want to see kind of what's going on here in the studio, you can check it out on uh, our YouTube channel. We're also at mostlysuperheroes.com. And we have video content for everything you're listening to. So um, just so that you're not going crazy, we got a nice cardboard cutout here. And uh, I just thought it'd be fun to have Batman join me for this live watch of the boys. Batman, are you excited? <laughs> Classic Batman. Um, all right, so just to uh, get it out of the way, some general housekeeping things. I already mentioned the website, you know, uh, and I mentioned we've done episode, you know, we're at, we're at 10, 11 episodes here. We're off to the races, and obviously one thing that I keep coming back around to is doing these live watches. You know, I really have enjoyed doing the live watches of watching something myself for fun and then watching it with you guys to just kind of rehash what's going on in the storyline. Honestly, it's helped me even grasp onto these shows deeper. And I hope they are helping you too. So today we're going to do, uh, we've been doing the boys. So the boys is doing weekly drops right now. If you're not aware, if you're not a, a, a boys fan, this might not be the best episode for you. Um, and certainly there are spoilers ahead for this episode. Do your, here's your spoiler alert right now for the latest episode of the boys, which dropped on what Friday, the September 18th. Well, they're doing weekly drops, and honestly, the live watches for these are pretty pretty perfect. I mean, a week at a time gives me plenty of time to break it open, but I do understand I understand the frustrations of having to wait week to week and not be able to binge like we normally do. You know what I'm saying, Batman? <laughs> yeah, right? So, without further ado, I think let's just get into it. Right, um, we have a lot of stuff, fun stuff coming up on the epi- on mostly superheroes, um, and I don't want to. I, I like getting right to our content, but just to give you a little preview of what's to come, if you listen to episode ten, you kind of got a preview of this. We're gonna be doing some kind of movie slash superhero tournament, like a a rating system where me and my friends, uh, the crew that's been in here, are gonna. I, I'm, I think we landed on movies. But it's going to be some kind of unique situation where we're doing. It might be a live situation where you guys are there with us. Details to come, but that's in the works. Um, 
Mike and Andy actually are coming back into the studio tomorrow. So this is, so the episode you listen to after this one is going to be uh, on a, a lot of things. We're going to cover some news that's been coming out this week. There's been some MU, MCU schedule changes. Just say that. Always some DC news here lately. Um, but the highlight or one of the things we're going to feature, a film we're going to feature as a review, kind of a, a, you know, a deep dive, that's what we call them around here, is Star Wars A New Hope. So the OG Star Wars flick. We're going we're gonna to talk about that on the next one. So like I said, this one's going to focus on The Boys, uh, Season 2, Episode 5. Um, if you've watched these before, you know how this works. I'm going to watch it here live. I have the audio in my headphones so that I can actually hear the dialogue. You can't see the video here. Again, if you want to watch The Boys, you need to go over to Amazon Prime Video. They'll hook you up. And then I welcome you to watch along with me. Not a requirement. Uh, I'm going to sit here and talk through it. So if you're listening out in the world, you're not around to TV, don't worry. If you've seen this latest episode of The Boys, this episode five, you're going to be just fine because we're just going to talk along the story exactly as they laid it out. And without talking too much about it anymore, without actually doing it, let's start this thing up. And we're going to start it. If you're following along, get your remote handy. Because we're going to start it in three, two, one. We're rolling. Why it's loading up. Here we go. It's we'll get the nice recap here. I just want to say oh, uh, uh, thank you to... Mystery Science Theater 3000, because this that's one of the biggest inspirations for me doing these live watches. These are nothing new to the internet, but definitely whenever you know, growing up, don't think that I don't know who you are, Mystery Science Theater 3000. All right, so we're here in the episode, getting a good recap here, right? These recaps, boy, they, they really help us. Um, so yeah, we find out that Lady Liberty is the same person as Stormfront. I think that was the big reveal, right? Also, Becca's not going with Billy. All right. we uh, He's not going because he can't handle her son being a soup. And that's where he lands with it. So last time we saw Billy, he was leaving Becca. He's going, we don't even know where. We just know that he was not going to have it. All right, so we open up with Maeve in the actual episode. You know, we're out of the, out of the recap here. And I love this episode. Um, I'll be honest, you know, it's been, I wanted to do this the day after I watched it the first time. I have seen it once already, just so you know. It's been a few days. So this is really nice to get this, to rehash it with you guys and remind us what's happening with the boys episode dropping here in just a couple days. For you listening, it's probably tomorrow. Hopefully I get this out on Thursday as planned. But um, here we are with Maeve in a setting for... A movie. I mean, I think it's if you didn't hone in on that from the get go, the way it's filmed, the filming style, the angles, the dramatic lines. She is playing a role in this DC esque film. Um, and if you've followed any of the content following the episodes after the boys, Amazon has a show on right after the boys. I say right after, it's like listed on Amazon Prime. Um, where they break open, they talk about some of this stuff, how they definitely have, you know, got their inspiration from movies like Marvel and DC. But this is a direct reference to DC type movies 
and they are poking some jabs here, guys. Just so you know, I mean, if you didn't weren't aware, they're showing how this major studio, this major corporation, handles a uh, homosexual person coming out on screen, specifically a woman. If you don't remember, on the last episode, Maeve was outed on national television by Homelander. And here we are in the episode. She's having to come out on screen in this really kind of vain way that, you know, she might, might not necessarily align with as a person. So it's, you know, it's very controversial. Um, and here's Homelander on set looking over her shoulder saying like, you know, nice job. And he even pokes fun at uh, Joss Whedon here um, who is involved with, it was involved with the Justice League movie that came out and had a lot of backlash and now is being redone. Not redone. Well, redone along with the much-anticipated Snyder Cut. Homelander pokes fun at Joss Whedon in this episode. Not sure if you picked up on that. Okay, so this is where Ashley's coming in with some news to Homelander. And what you're seeing here is footage. This is footage online of something that's already happened. It's not like Homelander left. I thought that at first. I was like, oh, Homelander just went somewhere? No, this is footage. He kills like this soup terrorist person or this soup person that's doing something in this town. And in some country far away, he accidentally also kills an innocent person in the in the process. The We've all seen how his laser beams... Um, you know, can just they just melt through people. Well, he kills a bad guy, kills another guy. It really was like an accident, but of course he doesn't care. He the, <laughs> he's just making fun of uh, the people that were recording on their phones at the time. I mean, this is just exactly what would happen in today's world. Like, it's not that big a deal. Great. What do we need to do? Um, she says, issue an apology. He says, no, absolutely not. And this is what's building up on top of what's already been building all season, right? Homelander has um, been obsessed with his he, – he's always obsessed with his following and his ego in this show. And how the media responds is everything to him and his rating. He wants to know about his points. And here he's saying, what's the damage? What, a few points? And she says, yeah, like nine points. And now there are protesters even saying, down with Homelander. Where does his power stop? I mean, people are truly turning on him. And this is interesting because what happens? What happens whenever like, it's one thing to have like, your ratings go down, but now he's got people in the streets saying, I don't like you. And we've seen how he handles people when they dismiss him or when they, when they are, um, when they don't do what he wants or what he likes, we've seen how he reacts. Well, what's he doing? And it's actually a massive group of individuals. Interesting. So she's recommending, you know, we do a nice thoughtful strategy around this. He's getting real upset and then enter Stormfront. I mean, of course, right? This is the major problem. She's offered to help him, Right. And he just said, again, I don't need your fucking help. If you're following along and watching, um, we're right at the scene where they're at the trailer. And she's still saying, I'm here to help. She did this in the last episode. There was also a little bit of sexual tension, a little bit of sexual tension, if we remember. Um, 
there's a little bit of that again. It's like, what's going to happen here? Is she into Homelander? Is he into her? Are they going to hook up? Are they are like they going to be like a powerful couple? <laughs> we'll see. I mean, if you've seen the episode, we we all know. But uh, just for the sake of storytelling, we'll keep it as if we're watching this for the first time, right? Answer Billy. He is at a grungy bar, all right? And what's going on with Billy right now? He is reeling from the fact that he has spent the last, what, nine years on the hunt for his lady, finds her, proves she's alive to, like, everyone, and she's got a super son, and because of this one thing that they can not apparently see eye to eye on, Becca chose to stay in a government-ran prison rather than go with Billy because it's, she has to protect her son. Um, so what's going on here? If you're, I mean, if you're watching this, you're seeing he's just looking for a beating. He's looking for trouble. He's in this grungy punk bar. Looks awesome. I mean, right now during COVID, it's like we've all been held up. I just miss like these like grungy, like dark and dirty bars. Just like seeing a live show. Go off on a tangent there, but that's how I felt watching this. Well, he just gets like the shit kicked out of him. Starts a fight on purpose. No one important. This is him just feeling as low as he's ever felt and taking it out um, on himself, really. This is interesting. I, I thought, you know, he's at Billy just in a in a grocery store. It's like in a Walgreens, it almost looks like. While we're sitting here talking, if you're watching on YouTube, I, this is kind of a, we'll dive into this conversation, but we've made some major upgrades to the studio. If you're a fan of the show and you've been following along, Got a new camera there. That's a new camera, even though it's same angle. And a new one up there. Um, so yeah, we got a lot more. We got some movie posters up too. Um, so it's looking good. Just want to point out if you're watching on video, I'll give you a little carousel of the of the studio upgrades. So back here in the show, Billy gets a phone call from Huey. And just to catch us up real quick, right? Where do they stand? They're in a pretty good place, really. I mean, they kind of had a heart-to-heart after the whole whale episode. They had a real big um, heart-to-heart, kind of like at the end after, you know, they're like, after they decide that, like, Billy is going to stay and and hang out. Or, you know, this is, I'm sorry, this is at the end of this episode. But it was still like they had that moment on the couch, right, when they were watching Stormfront on the news. Um, So they've been kind of trying to figure it out. Well, now he calls... Billy and is like, what's going on with Becca? And he tells him that Becca's not coming. And he says to her, um, to Huey here, that he's taken off. And this is what's something, this is something we've never seen before from out of Billy Butcher. And this is like true, like candid, genuine niceness. And he even calls him his little canary, just like mother's milk kind of told butcher like huey's your your canary right what what did that mean we talked about this in the last episode he's the guy that kind of keeps billy from being too too much right so he kind of calls that out says something real sweet kind of and says goodbye breaks his sim card out of his phone and he says he's going to argentina he's just off going off the grid 
You get some more character development of Mother's Milk in this episode. He's watching like some drama TV show. Huey catches him, asks him what the show is. So we see that like you know he's definitely Mother's Milk. I mean his nickname is Mother's Milk. He's definitely got this softer side, right? Um, well, he, he's getting updated from Huey, and Huey tells him that Billy called, and we gotta we gotta get out of here. Or we don't we don't have to get out of here, but Billy's getting out of here. And he said he was nice to me. And Mother's Milk knows, like, what's up? He says, what did he exactly say? Because, and like I just said, we've never seen Billy Butcher like this before. Forget this guy's name. We're seeing here Agent Cruz. Or, no, that's a... Uh... That's the girl. Well, I'm going to pause real quick. We're pausing. We're at 1127. I just want to see this um, actor's name because he's in a, been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in Star Wars. He's been in, he was a star of Heroes. Um, he was the pilot in Lost. Um, sorry, guys. This Amazon Prime app, I'm going to, this is just going to be me venting about it again. It's supposed to be able to give you like these info on who's in it and it's like you get it by swiping up but i cannot amazon prime on app i'm on apple tv here we go it took it took seven tries just get some feedback for you amazon prime uh it's a little glitchy on the apple tv and i have a, a newer model one not to not to brag all right greg greg grunberg he's in oh yeah rise of skywalker um and he's in a bunch of stuff. But anyway, he get, he's in here. We're back now to the, the uh, set of the movie where Maeve's filming. And for those following along, we're at 1130 right now. Um, pretty funny stuff here. You get some CGI aliens. Um, I've read a little bit about some background on this move, like the movie they're making, right? The Dawn of the Seven. And... This is meant if if you're a comic book fan or a superhero live action fan. Hopefully, if you're listening to this show and you watch the boys, I would take that as a, a strong yes. Um, I, I I knew that it was pulling from the DC Comics movies, even like you know Dawn of the Seven, and then Justice League. What was Dawn of Justice? Something like that. Um, the branding's the same. The look and the feel. This is all meant to be like a, a direct parallel, and you and they are bringing it out so much in this episode and the season. What I've read though is that this movie is going to play a a more major overarching thought of the entire season, and I didn't I didn't really realize that after the these first five episodes. I've I've been following along, but that is that was the part that I was least interested in of all the story points. But now that it's getting really beefed up and it's playing more parallels to the real world. Um, I'm very interested. I can't wait to see where it goes, what they do with this movie. What, how will they, what will be the parallels of like how they release it? What the dollars mean? Where do those dollars go? Who are the people behind these films? Just a lot to take in. And, and again, this, this is all about taking on the system and showing people what their true colors are. I'm excited to see what they do with this. All right, so we're with Billy and Judy. 
Judy is Billy Butcher's aunt. And she lives like out in the suburbs. We also find out that she has been watching Billy's dog. And I forget his name. We'll see if he says it. Because I'm, I'm definitely not thinking of, it, thinking of it right now. I know they posted about it on social media. But what, what can I say? I don't remember the dog's name. But I, I'm sure he'll say it. So what what's happening here, I feel like is really relatable just for a lot of people. I mean, you can't really say anything else is relatable about Billy Butcher and the boys. <laughs> um, but the people that live in it, um, you maybe. But what's happening here is very relatable, I thought. This is a man coming home after tragedy, right? Or when something's gone wrong. You know, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like, the, you, you go home to, to, to check in, and I know I've done it. And, like, you might end up in your own t- your old town or something. Seems like he knows this street. He knows a neighborhood. And he's just kind of having a reflection of, I think, everything. He's just realizing that it's all come down to this. I'm going to pick up my dog. I'm going to go to Argentina. And, yeah, just thought it was an interesting scene. Just a little bit of reflection. So we're, we'll see what happens with Billy. Here, back to <laughs> parallels in the movie business. We have the scene with A-Train. A-Train's obviously out of the seven, right? Homelander's already decided. He's already told him he's done. So this movie has apparently become the way they're going to do this. We're going to see that he's got a script where it's like, boy, voyage, A-Train, get out of here. You know, good luck. And he's not having it. He's saying, I don't, I don't like this. Um... I want to rewrite the words to say, like, maybe A-Train will come back. Make it more of a question. Uh, This guy is just kind of laughing, like, this will never happen. I can never change this script. You can almost see that little bit of twinge of, like, fear in his eye. But he's also patronizing A-Train a ton and doing a lot of gut punches. And, like, hey, yeah, it's all good, dude. We're all good. I don't know if it's tied or not, and this is, I don't know if this is narrow-minded of me or open-minded. I'm just giving you my raw thought right now, but like this, there's a lot of news right now. We just talked about this in episode 10 on Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in the DC movies of Justice League, and he's in a legal battle with working in a hostile work environment under Joss Whedon, under Warner Brothers. Is there a parallel here? Is there something, because this is, a, this seems similar, like... A-Train's not happy with his situation in this movie, Dawn of the Seven. He's pushing back, not liking how this director... I mean, surely this is... They've already poked at Joss once. I'm assuming this is another poke as well. For me, like, cluing in on this right now, and you guys going like, yeah, no shit, that's how, that's been the whole story the whole time. All right, cool. Please tell me about it. Write me on our website, our social. Like, give me a little bit more depth there. Um and, like, if I'm missing, like, some, like I don't really know a ton of the details, as I, I said on episode 10 about Ray Fisher. Um, but anyway, again, just, like, parallels in real-world superhero movie, we're watching it on the boys. It's what it feels like to me. This is a funny scene. So, well, I'm going to back it up real quick. 
just because they did check in on, on the deep. Okay, so all okay, so all that happened here on the deep is um, the deep's on Katie Couric. He's got his new wife. Remember, he was interviewing wives in the last episode, and she just Katie Couric confirms that he is part of this church, Church of the something. We'll see it later in the episode. So that's foreshadowing. Here we get some guys in a bar. They're foreign to the U.S. I maybe I can't tell what their accents are. Maybe Russian. And Kimiko comes in, um, but before she gets here, um, they are actually bad mouthing Hamilton, the musical, which has also had backlash in the news recently. Which I'm not just going to talk about the bad. I've seen Hamilton. I saw Hamilton live in Chicago, and I watched it on Disney Plus. I think it's like one of the coolest musicals of all time. Um, but it's had some backlash. I don't know if what they're Ooh, I'm just going to interrupt what I'm saying about Hamilton. She just ripped off his face. Kimiko rips this guy's face off, breaks this guy's neck, takes three, four, five, six, six bullets to the chest and legs, kills that guy too. We have always known Kimiko is really tough. Um... This one, we really find out exactly how tough and how bulletproof. And she can definitely heal just fine. Guys, can we just take a minute to talk about that face ripoff? Ear to ear. They showed it, too. Just so uh, we're all yeah, so we're on the same page. We just got to show the face ripoff. Batman, you ever done that? <laughs> can you believe that? Wow, all right. Anyway, back to the boys. A butcher's with his aunt. Huey and Mother's Milk are here. Just so you guys know, if if you're not aware, Mother's Milk has... I still don't know his actual name in the show, so I need to pay attention for that. I'm sure I'll get it shortly. I'm going to pay attention to the... I got subtitles on, so that helps a lot. Um... So they came looking for him. He knew that he kept his dog here or something. Who knows? Either way, the boys are here to save Billy from doing something stupid. You know, whether it's just leaving. I think that they think it's a little darker than that. That like he might have like a death wish situation. And then Billy says, okay, well, if you're not going to leave... Because he wants him to leave, right? He doesn't want any of this. He doesn't want anybody stepping up to save his life. He doesn't want anybody even talking to him. He's just trying to do this on his own. And this is where we get the highlight of this episode of what's going to happen, guys. I mean, just the coolest part. We're in the the suburbs. And who do we spot? Black Noir. Speaking of Batman, Batman, this is the character that I think is that we've seen now is meant to be the closest to Batman. Homelander's like Superman. Maeve is Wonder Woman. A-Train's obviously the Flash. Translucent. I don't know. I guess the Martian Manhunter you could argue since he can like turn invisible. Who am I forgetting? Starlight's kind of her own thing, but Stormfront, I mean, that's more of like uh it's like Storm from X-Men, honestly. Anyway, Black Noir Apparently, like, basically like a steroided version of Batman. Don't do steroids, Batman. But I'm just saying, he's got like, he can take, I think he's like super strong. 
fast, maybe. Mother's Milk even says here, this is a good indicator of what his powers are. This is what Huey says, can we make it to the car? And then we'll take the car out of here. Mother's Milk says, he moves faster than a car. It's perfect. I just said it when he said it, if you're watching. Um, So this is where we get a little background, too, of Billy's aunt. Uh, Turns out she's not just like this run-of-the-mill suburb lady. Um, Just so you guys know, just if you're trying to get some of the story here, too, while you're listening, they call the fire department. This keeps Black Noir at bay for a minute because he's up on... um, He's up on a roof somewhere across the street. Well, now he can't he can't come over with all these this crowd. Now he's not going away because they're like preparing for me. I would be like, let's just sneak out of here now. But I don't think Billy's gonna ever leave his aunt to be killed. So Black Noir is there to get the boys. This is crazy. The boys versus Black Noir. That's kinda that's a big what what's going on in this episode. And now we have Starlight and Stormfront and Starlight's mother. Oh, excuse me, guys. I was just taking a little little drink there. Um, so this is oh, just a bizarre part. I... I I struggle with this this piece. You know, it's there's definitely a tension happening here between Starlight and Stormfront. And what's happened in this scene is Stormfront and her mother, Starlight's mother, have been talking privately about Stormfront and how they should reconcile their relationship. And this mother says something that is awkwardly true, but is just all this is weird. She says that, you know, a lot of parents did what I did. Because remember, Compound V has now been announced to the public that this is how we make superheroes. So this mom is kind of saying, look, it's out in the news. Everyone knows about it. Other people have done this. And especially for, you know, a mother, she's like, you know, this is a lot better. It looks a lot better than it did. Either way, she sees an opportunity to make amends with her daughter. I mean, this is the classic scene you've got in every parent childhood story, you know, told (laughs) where there's um, a conflict in the relationship. This is classic that like this mom is working her way back in. And we all we all feel the same way as Starlight. It's like, okay, yeah, we want we feel like we want Starlight to forgive her. But we're also like, does she deserve to be forgiven? There's a lot of that feeling, you know, where's it going to land? Also, whatever. Whatever. But either way, what's happened is Stormfront's put her nose in the middle of this and doesn't say anything bitchy here at the end. Like, like you think that she's going to be like, you know, kind of what she's done in the past of like giving little snark remarks when she leaves someone. Um, But it almost seemed like she like legitimately was trying to help Starlight reconcile with her mom. So what does that mean? And why would she do that? What? possibly could she have to gain either way starlight's not having it so we're back to Maeve um 
and we get these two guys again. Uh, I, I don't know the actors' names. I'm not gonna pull it up because I don't want to go through that again. But it's this uh, this guy on the left. He was in the Time Machine or Timeless. Remember that show, Timeless? Anybody watch that? Such a great show. I don't. I don't think he's coming back. But damn, it was good. He was on there. I don't know this other guy. And then you have Ashley. They're at Vought. And it's back to Maeve, and it's about this movie, and it's about her coming out as being homosexual. And Elena's here. So, not, like, I mean, Homelander called out her name was Elena, and so now she's roped into this world, too. And they've they've recreated a whole outfit structure for all this. It's like, hey, Elena, you're going to wear this manly suit. Oh, my gosh, the things they say here. This is a penthouse forum. They are saying that it's better for people to be in a clear-cut relationship like uh, Ellen um, and Portia, like uh, something that's very easy to understand, not too complicated. Because they said, "Can't Maeve is bisexual. We need to be honest about this. And they're like, no, that's too complicated. We don't, we don't want to do that because it needs, they're just trying to fit the, the mold of what they're trying to get to their audience. And this is, again, all coming from the top. I just wonder, I mean, I can't imagine, like, this is so brutal, um, everything that Maeve's going through, and I really assume that so, there's celebrities out there that have had to go through this, and um, it's just interesting. Oh, got to fly. I just got it. I'm not even kidding. I just kill a fly. It's like, a, I'm a ninja in here. I just caught it with like, my bare hand. If you on, saw that on video, it's pretty impressive. Can't wait to watch that later. Put me in the seven. So Elena really wants to leave, but Maeve says, no, you can't. And here's where we get the meat, guys, is what I've been saying the whole time. People have had enough, and we've just heard someone say it for the first time outside of the boys. Maeve says, we're going to take down that motherfucker. There we go. The first, like, one of the seven to say he's going down. This is crazy. In my mind, now they're on the boys' team. Team up? You guys smell a team up? I think I do. Okay, so the boys are held down at, at Judy's. And they're hiding from Black Noir. Black Noir is out in the street. And the boys are just hanging out. This is where we're going to get kind of the peak of, not the peak, but we're just continuing the momentum of Billy and Huey's dynamic. Um, it's been a real aspect of the show, and I, I understand why, because they are vastly different characters. So there's a great contrast here. Um, I mean, if you ever think, like, Billy's such a bitch, or I'm sorry, Huey's such a bitch, and Billy's just so dark, well, yeah, that's on purpose but it makes for great storytelling and here though they're just trying to talk to each other for the first time one on one in the same room and right, basically what's happening here is Huey's trying to convince Billy not to go off the deep end don't be a martyr don't commit suicide there's more worth living for if you can just power through and you know we'll help, we're, we're here just let's just get done and he admits that even he's had some dark thoughts um, about ending it all, being Huey, that is. 
And we've kind of seen that, right, with the conversations he's had with Starlight and their, the way they talk to each other at the hotel. And they're, I mean, this group is getting beaten down. They're, there's only so much. I mean, Huey's just a regular guy, and even Starlight to an extent. You know, there's these people that are trying to, to do the right thing. And, well, Billy is not needing the speech. He says, I don't want it. He says, you're scared of being alone. I'm not scared of being alone. That's not the problem. I don't need any of it. So I'm going. And this is tough. I mean, he. this is so heavy that I feel like, is is he actually going to leave? This is great. Huey's like, I'm, I can't move. Because he can't. He really does care for Billy, and he can't let him go kill himself. And Mother's Milk steps up, says, good luck getting past me. So they're staying. We'll see what happens. It's all building up to this battle, right? It's all building up to something. I mean, they're not just going to get away from Black Noir. Something's going to go down. All right, so now we have Kimiko, who's been on, she just went on like a little killing spree, killed some Russians or something. And she's in a church. She's met up with this fem- this woman, this girl. And it turns out to be, I, I believe, the way she's talking to her, it's the, it, it is the girl from before, right? The girl that he went to her apartment and they hooked up. The girl from season one where she helped him out and she grabbed his, his junk, right? They've had this... Weird friend, hookup, drug, I don't know, relationship. I don't know if she had anything to do with the drugs, but from Frenchie's past. Frenchie's here in the church, too. Basically, what's happened is she's hired Kimiko to be an assassin, and Frenchie's pissed. He's like, why are you why are you doing this? Um and the the girl, he's really pissed at his friend. He's like, how could you let her do this? She said she, she can make her own decisions. And she's absolutely right. She's She might not be able to speak English out loud, but here we go. She gets a big speech here. I got my own baby brother killed. She's going big on the hand motions. He was the only thing that mattered to me. Keep in mind, no one else around her can understand this. Stop trying to help me, she says. I don't want your help. Frenchie said, I want to learn how to say these <laughs> sentences you're saying, but I can't. And he's pissed. He says, fuck this. I'm out of here. He says, fuck you to Kimiko. I mean, the boys are going through it. And when I say the boys, I just mean, obviously, this group. You know, Kimiko, in my mind, is just one of the boys. It's what they call themselves. They are going through it. She is reeling from her brother being killed right in front of her. Frenchie's going through like ha- like a drug problem and is like falling in love with Kimiko. We've seen that. I love this. This is this is the the propaganda, I'll call it, the commercial. Vod's putting together with the deep. He's walking through like a church. There's this music. There's a guy like trying to kiss a girl. <laughs> she won't have it. And the deep goes, hey, man, like, don't do that. Two kids wrestling. Two like boys just wrestling. The deep says, hey, knock it off. 
And then we get this guy. What's what's his name? He is also in Timeless. And it's for the Church of the Collective. It's this big commercial for the Church of Collective. And A-Train's watching it on an iPad just like, this is bullshit. Insert, enter Stormfront. As we've seen, right? She just bounces around from one member of the seven to the next. Either poking buttons, helping sometimes. Who is this chick? Who does she work for? Is she working for Vought? Is she working for herself? Well, this is where she shows her racist card again. If it's if you've had any question about this, Stormfront is an is a downright racist. If you haven't picked up on that, <laughs> you might need to think about it. She is just flat out saying they didn't they uh they didn't used to just let anybody into the seven. And she's saying this because he's black. To his face. I mean, it's just these two here. It's not for anybody else. This is just the two of them. Ice cold. Ashley's always poking her nose in right before shit hits the fan. And you have to wonder, is it an accident or not? So this is more of the A-Train story. And he's saying, this is where he's don't, he does not want to be written out of Dawn of the Seven. He doesn't want to be out of the Seven. He's still fighting for this position in the Seven. He hasn't given up. And he's begging Ashley at this point. There's got to be something you can do. And she's just saying, like, none of the, you know more than I do about who Homelander is. What are you talking about? There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. It's like, stop asking. And now she's turning toxic and being threatening with A-Train. And threatening him with the news that everybody knows. Remember when you killed your girlfriend and you shot yourself up with compound V? I mean, this is so true too, though. Like he's had a, such a like everyone like he killed Robin, and he was doing compound V, and he killed his girlfriend. Like he's a bad he's a bad guy, you know. And she basically threatens him with everything he's done. And this is great. We I mean, this is we get the scene here of him saying the words. I know this is Dawn of the Seven. But it's sunset on a train. <laughs> it's been a good run. And this guy wasn't Homelander. He looked like he was talking to Homelander. No, it's a stunt double. Stunt, he wouldn't even be there. He wouldn't even come for his final scene, like his his goodbye, really. Um, just like probably exactly. That's just so funny. It's probably exactly what happens. His hair looks exactly the same from the back. Okay, so here we go. We got a train. Push to the max. What's he do now? We're going to see. All right, guys. We're at the uh, we're at the press conference scene. And we know Homelander's about to show up. And if you've watched this episode like I have, you know what's coming. I forget this woman's name, but she's like kind of the ringleader of, of this whole protest. She's been at the forefront. Well, Homelander shows up and flies right into the middle of this massive press conference downtown. I say press conference. It's a rally. It's a rally. They got they got picket signs. How relatable is this right now? You know, 
like this is crazy, right? Like when this is how it, different it is from real life. This is where you want. This is where you ask yourself as a watch, as a viewer, what's gonna happen here? Because you you can really say whatever you want about anybody, kind to an extent. I would say in today's world, at least, hopefully you can in the United States, and that's the end of it. You, you have freedom of speech. Okay, well, what happens when you're part of this protester group of this guy's bad, but this guy shows up at your rally and he's got superpowers? He's invincible. He's bulletproof. You know, what happens in real life? And this is great. So Homelander tries to play to the audience. And he explains, he's trying to explain himself. He's like, you know what? The bad guys don't think like us. And so sometimes these things happen. And this is where things go south. So someone says, wait, well, how many times has this happened? All right? Like he says, like, sometimes this happens. Like you're asking yourself, wait, people are accidentally killed by you guys on the regular? And he says, no, you know, of course not. That's not it. Now he talks about the army. And he says, like, if you fought next to soldiers like I have, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And an actual soldier now says, you don't speak for us. And now the whole crowd is chanting, you don't speak for us. And guys, it's coming. This is it. It's building up. This is that preview, right? You saw the preview for this episode. You know what's coming. How will this go down? You got people spitting at him, flipping him off. The soldier flipping him off to his face. His eyes get red, hits the soldier first, and then just mows down. I mean, hundreds of people just hitting them all, just all of them. And there's just bodies left behind. And he looks kind of sad, like, whoa, no, what'd I do? Almost one of those faces. And then, boom, we're back. It was a dream sequence, like a daydream. Just want to say, don't always have to say I told you so, but something you will hear from time to time on this show is, I told you so. And if you heard it on the last episode, I just did not think it was time for such a drastic event. I thought it was too early in the season to be pulling that kind of stuff. However, I'll say this. As it was happening, and I watched it live, I would say that mostly 70%, 60 to 70% of me was like, this is happening right now. And it, I had a reaction. I was, it was terrifying, first of all, to think about. Like, you're just, you go to a peaceful protest and all of a sudden you're burned in half by laser eyes. However, that little, that 30% of me or so, I was like, there's no way this is happening this early. However, he thought about it. But at the end, he tabled it, put it back, flew off, and really did what he should do as like a person in the spotlight is just said, kill him with kindness <laughs> and get out of there. So this is what I was saying, I was alluding to earlier. We're back with the boys now. We're back at Judy's house. Um, this is what I was alluding to, getting to know Judy a little bit. Couple things. Uh, first and foremost, she is a dealer of drugs. She has like a pharmaceutical setup in her basement, and she's a dealer. I mean, Butcher says it right there. She's also got a safe house, and by not a safe house, a bunker, a panic room. Flashback to Homelander. This is when you can. I can always tell a little bit, like the beginning of the episode and the end. Like in the middle, it's always kind of like you get these longer, some of that meat of the episode. Now we're kind of speeding up the boys homelander we'll probably get like mave or just jump around or starlight we haven't seen her in a while homelander here is reacting again to what's happening online 
just so you know, if you're watching this and you relate to this guy and you're like at your house kicking and screaming and hitting a wall and crying over comments on Facebook, I'll say it to Stormfront as a fictional character. I'll say it to you as anybody that's feeling that way. Take a step back and you should never be getting this upset about what's happening online and what people are saying about you online. Uh, and he is showing, he's the perfect example of what, you know, the wrong feelings are, but he gets pushed to the limit and we have to see him get to that point of just like falling apart. Right. Because guess where he is now? He's meeting up with Stormfront. He's in her trailer. He's like a little kid. He like kind of pouts. He puts like his hands on his hips. He's like, I need help. I'll have Logan punch up the memes. <laughs> Got a guy named Logan that makes his memes. Cool name. So she's helping him. Again, this is where it's like... Like she's literally helping him get his points up. She's trying... Like here's some memes that will help. We need to... Maybe I'll feature him some on this episode. We, uh, um, you know, some images. We'll see. We'll see. Either way, if not, you can always go back to the episode and look. There were some, there were some good ones in there. So she helps him. We'll see what, where we get with Stormfront and Homelander. Again, we're wondering, are they going to be this thing? Are they going to be a power couple? Are they going to be friends? Either way, she's a racist bad guy, and he's a sociopathic psycho. So just saying, just saying, what's going to happen? Um, so this is where we're going to get some more um, character development on Butcher. We find out that Butcher actually had a brother, Lenny. And Lenny, apparently, and Huey look a lot alike, or I say looked a lot alike. We find out that Lenny passed away, but that he helped Billy not be such um, a Billy. He You get this story about... This whenever Lenny was getting bullied. And of course, you can picture a young Billy Butcher beating up some bully for messing with his brother. And this is just more reinforcement of who Huey... I don't know. It, it's almost like we go from Huey feeling a, um, a conflict with Billy. Huey and Billy, he just he feels it too feeling not sorry for Billy, but trying to empathize more. He even said to him on the phone when he called him earlier, like, I know why you did what you did. You're just trying to get your wife back. And now that I know Starlight, Annie, I I know what you're going through. He goes to from that to empathy. Well, now we're evolving from empathy and understanding of from Huey's perspective to now like almost a responsibility to be this canary to be this Lenny, to be this brother to Billy. Because otherwise, Billy is too dark. He will go too far, and he'll he'll kill. So that's a huge talk between Judy and Huey. A um, little bit more character development, but also a little bit more foreshadowing of the relationship to be between Huey and Billy. Definitely at the forefront of this season. The house is shaking, folks. This is where it gets like, okay, we're heating up. Black Noir is here. Are you are you ready, Batman? Me too. 
house shakes again. I mean, this one is like earthquake, earthquake level. Like the whole house is shaking. Stuff is falling. And then guess what happens, guys? Perfect silence. You're like, okay, maybe we'll get out of this. Terror. That's the dog's name. Barks. <laughs> Terror barks loudly. Come on, man. Not now. You know what I'm... I love pooches, but come on. Well, grenade or a smoke grenade, looks like. Yeah, smoke grenade. Flushes the boys out of the basement up into the house. The house is destroyed. There's there are fires places. Like the inside of the carpet's like black. He must have been using grenades. Just throwing them in, letting them explode. I guess. At first I thought it was like his powers, like him running around. Maybe it was. But from the burn marks and the fires, it looks like he was just tossing in grenades. Again, he's kind of like a Batman character. I think he's got like probably a pretty nifty utility belt. But now we're getting Billy taking on Black Noir one-on-one. He ran back into the house, locked himself in again. Billy just being a martyr. I was kind of with Huey. Like, wow, you're, how impressive. You just are ready to die. But he is. He's got a fire poker, and we're about to see a bully butcher versus black noir fight, and he calls him a cunt. Door bust open. Black, um, uh, almost a black noir. Mother's milk shooting bullets. Gets a knife to the chest. Billy's ready to go again. Huey comes in shooting. Oh, no. He shoots through Black Noir's hand, or at least into it. Black Noir takes a iron rod to the face. Doesn't even phase him. Butcher's on the ground. The dog's barking at him. Get up. Everything kind of goes to slow motion. We're getting foggy. Huey's on the ground. Black Noir approaching him. Mother's milk on the ground. Knife in his chest. Billy decides right now, I'm not ready to die. And decides he's going to play the only card he's got and says, I've got pictures of my wife's son. Homelander's son. And says, if you lay a finger on any of us, these photos are going out. I'm going to tell the whole world about this. Now, we know that this is true. But we also know this is Becca's son. So this is a bit of a bluff. But he's saying this for Vought because he understands something that we may not have. I did not understand, really. I was like, does Black Noir care about this? The answer, it would appear, is no, because he chokes Billy, puts him against the wall, but then Black Noir's cell phone rings with Hallelujah from Handel's Mission. <laughs> hallelujah, Hallelujah. It's Edgar. So we understand now there's a camera on Black Noir's suit. He can see Butcher, and he says, are you actually telling the truth? So we learn that he, the Seven... At least Black Noir. But we can assume... 
I don't know. You would think the rest, right? But Starlight's been doing stuff with the boys. We'll see. She she wore like street clothes though, so this seems to be ingrained in his suit. The deal here is Edgar says we'll let you go. Well, or well, we'll call off Black Noir, and you destroy the photos or never release them at least. Crazy. But this is huge. This is Billy saying, I'm here. I'm not leaving. I'm going to help. And Huey even says right away, do you really even have those pictures? Billy doesn't miss a beat. Of course I do. But then throws a look at Huey. Like either, either like he's saying, I really don't. Or he's just saying like, yeah, I know. I, I decided to live. I saved your guys' life. Um, so this is huge. The boys, in my mind, are back together. Where are we going to go from here? Crazy. And we also know that Billy probably won't never do that, right? I mean, it's Becca's son, but Woody. I mean, that's the question. <laughs> I mean, that's, there's a reason we don't know the answer. So now we get back to the Church of the Collected, I think that's what it's called, the Church of the Collected. It's like one of those big, like, Tell TV churches, um, and Maeve is basically approaching the deep for help. She's saying, "I can help you get back in the seven. I can help you. I can be your your uh, vote of confidence. You know, in the public side, be a woman that says you're not a piece of shit." And she even says, "I do think you are, but I'm doing this to get help." Is you know, you help me, I'll help you situation. This is huge. What's going to, how is she going to use the deep? There's no way she would trust him with a secret as big as I'm going to take down Homelander because the deep, I feel like would just cash that in. That That's, that's enough news to get you in the seven because you could just replace Maeve. I feel like it's not that shallow. It's going to be something deeper. Didn't mean to do that one. So Starlight's snooping around Stormfront's trailer. Keep in mind, what happened in the last episode? We learned that Stormfront is Lady Liberty. Liberty is the password to her computer, I believe. I think that's what we just saw. Here, I'm just going to back it up 10 seconds. We're at 5121 for those following along. Yeah, Liberty. Oh, shoot, I missed it again. No, Adele. I'm glad I looked. I knew. I was like, wait a minute. There's an L in there, but it's not Liberty. 5125, folks. So Adele? That was her mother? Was that her mother's name? Is that what she teased us earlier? And then Starlight does a really good job here of covering her tracks. So what I was saying earlier, we, we, we found out that Stormfront is Liberty. That was Starlight and Huey that found that out in Mother's Milk. And so she's in here snooping to see what else she can find on Stormfront. I mean, she's still trying to figure out this mystery. And then to top it off, she's talking to her mother. Well, Stormfront busts in and Stormfront says she goes on this big, long spiel that's very convincing. We've been able to see this, uh, the main actress's name, I'll, I forget, but she's a great actress because she, I mean, she does a good job in this scene lying as Starlight. <laughs> and she's standing up for you know, you don't talk to my mom like that. Don't try to reconcile us because I don't want that, which we all assumed. It's cool to hear her just like say it out loud. But then Stormfront says like, you're, you're actually really cool because like you're in here um, fighting for what you believe in. 
But Stormfront says that she knows that Starlight leaked the Compound V. How did she know that? Well, now she threatens back and says, what do you think the world will say when you used to be Liberty? So this is a real dialogue between these two here. (laughs) She says something about her being racist. Starlight uses her powers a little bit. And And Stormfront says, that's adorable. You made the lights flicker, which I mean, I thought that was a great burn. Then she says, you're going to be a good help to me. Stormfront says that to Starlight. And Starlight says, what the hell does that mean? This is where we find out Stormfront has a plan of some kind. I feel like I'm usually pretty good at this stuff, guys. Someone tell me what Stormfront's plan is. I don't know if I want any spoilers. But if you got theories, I'll hear theories all day. She's got a plan, though. And it seems like everybody is part of it in some way. Is she the puppet master? Is that is it? Is that one of these storylines that she's pulling the strings? Certain things. Well, either way, Stormfront comes in, interrupt the whole thing. And he's just asking. He 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 questions a little bit what's going on because, of course, two members of the seven were just talking on their own. Stormlander's not going to let that go. He's going to have to know what happened. But he, he's so excited that he can't even hold it back. He says, I'm up five points because of the work she did on those memes. So, like, whatever she did, whatever she did worked. And that Logan guy, that, that makes the memes. And, guys, I mean, I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's what propaganda looks like in 2020. I mean, you put together all this stuff and you pump it into the right people. Take everything what you see on the Internet with a very... What is it, big or small, whatever, a grain of salt. Especially if it's like unbranded, like derogatory stuff, and you just feel like it's something that makes sense to you in your head, maybe think about it. This is this is a great this show is crazy for it. Like it's actually being addressed out loud that, you know, how you can fuel hate and how you can cause, you know, people to change behaviors based on just pump, pumping this propaganda into it digitally, into the, you know, a certain area. It's, I mean, that's, that's what they're showing here is like, you know, you can, you can have a real effect on what the perspective is. If you can just get enough people moving and talking about it online, this show is taking that head on. It's really interesting. Well, we're coming to, to a close here. We're at 5545. Got a couple scenes here left. I know. So kind of what I'll try to do here is prepare us for the next one. So we uh, get a goodbye scene to Judy and Billy. Billy says bye to Terror, the dog. Dream On by Aerosmith is playing. And then we get a real nice look here between Billy, Huey, and then also kind of walking, you know, they're all here, the boys. Mother's Milk. She winks at Judy, winks at Huey, like, you know, like, you gotta take care of him. You know, we're all feeling like the boys are together. We're gonna do this thing. And they have to have each other's back, and there has to be 100% trust. I mean, this this is a story of friendship. And this is a story of perseverance. 
And when things get so bad and they're are going awry, and now we jump straight into what we all are excited to talk about most. If you got kids in the car, shield their ears. I'm about to say the F word. It's a superhero fuck scene, folks. And they get after it. It's as violent as you think. He's got his laser eyes ready to go. She just threw him across the room and she's like, oh, do it. You know you want to. I'll cut you in half, he says. Like, and we're wondering, will you? Well, first of all, no. He just barely does it, and it burns her skin, like, visibly, but didn't hurt her, really. And now he's going to really give it to her. She says it hurts. She says, don't stop. (laughs) And this is, I mean, this is crazy. We get a big close-up shot of these burning tits. She definitely likes it. He definitely likes it. And I think it's like, for him, it's like, it's go time. And you're like, okay, this could be the end of it. It's probably just be like a makeout scene cut to black, right? Like, you know, they're not going to show us anything crazy. Like, you can't just show two superheroes, like, really fucking on TV. Like, how would that even work? You know, that's what we're all really knowing here. Just going to be a nice kiss. You're just waiting for the music to come back on, all right? It's it's got to be Dream On. Sing for the year, sing for the laughter, sing for the tear, and they're banging all over this place, folks. And this is intense. She pushes his head down, hammers it down on her on her box, folks. This is uh, I'm gonna have to rate this episode X, and they're fucking in the sky. Chandelier breaks. That's the last scene we get. Pants down, capes on, full-on superhero bone sesh. You asked for it or not. You got it. We all loved it. Don't say you didn't. What an episode. God. Dream on just blaring. If you're watching right now, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not, I hope you still enjoyed the ride. We got The Boys, Season 2, Episode 5. What a hit. And uh, let's talk about real quick what we think we're going to see in Season 2, Episode 6. Today is September 23rd, and uh, it comes out on the 25th. I think it came out early last week, too. I think it came out on uh, on Thursday night, real late. Maybe, maybe not even that late. So it's coming out soon. Sorry I didn't get it out sooner for you guys, but I'll, I'll try to get this to, to you. Like I said, hopefully you're listening to this on Thursday, or if not, hopefully before you watch. Um, the next episode of The Boys. You know, maybe I caught you and you uh, haven't got to watch it yet. This is a great episode to watch before you watch episode six. Um, it's going to give you a nice recap of what's going on um, and refresh you on on the episode. Talk about some character development and some overarching storylines that I see. Um, I think we did a good job, though. I'm excited to see what happens with Billy. The boys are back together. Um, and the mission now is going to be probably back to getting their lives back, taking on Vought in whatever way possible. What else did we see? We saw Maeve say, we're going to take down Homelander for the first time. We saw her approach deep with, like, she's getting a plan together. We didn't just get a teaser of that Maeve's going to do this. We saw her act on her plan, talk to the Deep. Uh, The Deep's doing something with the 
big church group. So we're going to see like that side of things and that side of society and how all that works. Um, Black Noir, we got to find out more about that character. And I hope we get even more character development on, on Black Noir. I mean, he's definitely the biggest mystery. Seems like a real tough dude. Starlight, I feel like was definitely, it was just about her and her mom this episode. But also, she found out that there is a plan by Stormfront. And we also know that Stormfront's helping out Homelander and that they're like teaming up and they fuck now. What an episode. What a show. Um, What a show. Just like killing it so far. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens next on The Boys. Lots of episodes to come. What four? Hopefully, hopefully five more. I don't. I don't know how many we're even getting. Um, well, here I'll just look. Why don't we just, I got Amazon right here. Let's see how many uh, episodes like they have on the placeholders, real quick. If you're curious, like me, um, see episode five. Okay, so now I don't see the placeholders like they had. Oh no, here they are. Here they are. So one, two, three, four, five. I mean, there's all these. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I see eight placeholders here that say episode zero. Uh, I think those are just, I don't know. It's hard to tell with this prime um, format, how they have it up here. Either way, we know we have more episodes left. I would bank on at least three or four. Um, Keep it coming. I'm here for it. I'm not even minding the weekly drops if I'm being completely honest. Um, but I, like I said, I understand your frustrations that for the people that like to binge, binge hard. And even Andy said on the last episode, he's waiting until it's over to watch it. I get that. Um, so more to come on uh, the boys. Just uh, we already talked about what to look forward in the future episodes. But again, we got the next episode will be uh, a little Star Wars heavy. We're going to talk about A New Hope, which will eventually lead to us talking about The Mandalorian and the Disney Plus shows like Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Obi-Wan show that they're going to do next year. We'll probably talk a lot more about that than we do the actual movie. But we all, we, a group of my friends and I did watch Star Wars A New Hope. And we are going to talk about that, break it open and and talk about the film. Um, also, we're going to do... Um, a live watch coming up. We have a contest going right now with my VHS collection. Um, if you go to our social media channels, Instagram and Facebook, I believe it's also on Twitter. Um, we have a contest going where you get to pick out of these 30 movies. I have cassette VHS, VHS collection, a lot of hits, just to name a few Jurassic park, Indiana Jones, the truth about cats and dogs, the color purple hoop dreams, and The Breakfast Club. That's just the name five. There's There are 30 there. And the idea is pretty simple. You get to enter a contest to win 25 bucks in food delivery. You know, whether you use Postmates, Grubhub, whatever. We're going to give you a gift card so you can get some food. Maybe to sit down and do like hope join a, uh, the live watch we're going to do. Where whatever movie gets the most votes, I'm going to sit down and do a live watch. It's going to be either, you know, we're going to do minimum one hour of the movie. Um, but if it's going well, and I'm, you know, especially if it's a movie I've never seen. I'll go as I'll go the whole whole time. You know, we'll watch for the full thing, but won't make any promises. If it's something I've seen, we, we're going to do minimum one hour, um, and it could be the movie that you choose. So get over to our social media page. Um, pretty simple rules. If you read the description, you vote for your two favorite movies. Mention a friend. Like us on social media, and it could be any of them. It could be Twitter, um, Facebook, or Instagram. 
TikTok. Um, if you if you do that, we're uh, we're going to enter you in the contest and we're going to announce it um, at that live event when we do when we host a uh, uh, that live watch of whatever movie it is, and we'll get it out to you so you can put it on your calendar and plan in advance. So plenty coming up. I'm mostly superheroes. Um, we're also going to do a movie tournament of some kind where we're going to do a ranking system, get through some of the the best superhero movies out there. Mike, Andy, and I are going to double team that. I should say triple team off air so that we give you guys a good experience. There's going to be some visuals with it. It's going to be similar to things you've seen before, but it's also going to be unique in its own way. We'll always put our own unique spin on everything we do. Um, so we hope you enjoy and uh, are enjoying the show. We're having a good time recording it and putting it out with you. Um, excited to get some more uh, fans and, uh, and and engage with you guys, hear from you. You can always write us and check out all of our content at MostlySuperheroes.com. Please let us know what you're watching. Let us know what you like to watch. We've said it before. This show creates content week by week. And based on what we're watching out there, if it's something that I can get into or just even give a try, I want to watch it, talk about it, hear from you. So, um Go write us at mostlysuperheroes.com and tell us that whatever you're watching. Um, lots more coming up. Uh, really enjoying uh, being here with you guys. We're having a lot of fun. And there's plenty more to come on Mostly Superheroes. Take care out there. We'll see you next time.